Welcome to Nerd It All Before. The podcast where we dive deep into the subjects that make us all geek out. A bunch of goddamn nerds. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual enthusiast, Nerd It All Before is your destination for deep dives and lighthearted discussions that celebrate all things nerdy. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and join us every month as we embark on a journey through the realms of imagination, intellect, and sheer excitement. You don't want to be a nerd. I'm not raising a nerd, bro. If it's a nerd, I'm going to bash his head in. Nerds get nowhere in life. This is Nerd It All Before. Prepare to unleash your inner nerd and explore the passions that connect us all. Let's dive in. Shock it, nerds! <laughs> Welcome to Nerd It All Before. This is episode four. We've already had a conversation going on well before this. Apparently, this is my episode today, so I get to host it. I'm Rick. We got uh, Jason and Drew on, too. Um, and uh, apparently they think I can host a podcast by myself and then just saying, uh-huh, sure. Over the reality, over. we're going to try to say as few, as few words as possible this episode, um, and it'll be about six hours long. So y'all buckle up. Enjoy. <laughs> it will not be six hours long. I cannot talk that much. <laughs> okay, maybe I can. Um, but if today you got put in a room with Kevin Smith, it would be six days before either of you walked out of the building. Jesus. And, and like they would they would talk in circles and there would be no point. And they'd walk out and be like, man, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Both of them would say, he's a great listener. <laughs> Probably not wrong. It's the ADHD. I just blame the ADHD. I, uh, I'll t- and the worst part is I will tell stories that I have told already, like in the within an hour of each other, and not even remember that I told them before. So I, I got it. So Ricky's on one side of me, Kevin Smith's on the other, and it's like noise canceling headphones, <laughs> where like they, I literally am hearing nothing because they're canceling each other out. <laughs> it very well could work that way. So um, today's episode, we're. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking it's a about fine transition. Right? It is. Uh, we're going to be talking about Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> um, if we could get the we? Is there a mouse in your pocket? I mean, <laughs> so I sent some homework to watch a couple of episodes, and neither one of these guys watched any of the episodes. I, I'm I plan on rolling just like I did through high school and college, which is uh, bullshitting my way through this entire episode. So, uh, I guess, and I will be. I will be witty and charming as always. So when we were waiting for Drew to log in, Jason, me and or Jason goes, "Wasn't there an episode with Kelsey Grammer?" Like, legitimately, that was the first question he asked me about Star Trek: The Next Generation. Was, I think it was one of the homework assignments too. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> cause and effect was. Uh, but I was saying what I was saying earlier. So cause and effect. Basically, he got stuck in a. Uh, Kelsey Grammer was the captain of a ship that got stuck in a time loop, uh, and Data figured out how to get them out of the time loop. So he got transported in time. To the future because he was stuck in this time loop for a hundred years or whatever. I don't remember right, let, how long. I don't remember how exactly how long it was. Data didn't figure out shit. Uh, Riker figured it out. Well, Riker da- did. Yes, Data figured out they were in a time loop. So let's let's get this clear. Okay, yes. this is a team <laughs> environment. At any point, did Kelsey Grammer say, "For God's sakes, Data"? No, he did not. <laughs> 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 they didn't even. Kelsey Grammer was like. A cliff note at the end of the episode. There was not really a whole lot involved. Were there any tossed salad and or scrambled eggs involved in the episode? 
Uh, not in that episode in particular. There are scrambled eggs involved in at least one episode. <laughs> there is at least one episode with scrambled eggs, though. Um, but I, I told you guys to watch a couple of my favorite episodes. Yeah, we um, did. And they didn't. Um, so I had uh, yesterday's Enterprise, which kind of ties back to the Kelsey Grammer one because they're from the same time period. The, but uh, yesterday's Enterprise was one of the episodes I asked them to watch. Nobody watched. Best of both worlds. The thing was, too, all of them were, I think they were, well, no, Yesterday's Enterprise is only a one-parter, but uh, almost all of them were two-parters that I asked you guys to watch, so. That's even more of a dick move. Like, you didn't ask us to watch one episode. You asked us to watch, like, eight episodes. Like, not wrong. Roped into watching, like, a whole season of this shit. Yeah. No, no. There are 20... Oh, here's your homework. Walk, watch seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation and memorize everything. There are twenty, like 23 to 25 episodes in every season. It takes a while to watch all of them. I mean, I've seen all of them multiple times, but... Season five has 26 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while. Just so everybody's you know clear, I didn't memorize that. It's I'm on IMDb right now, just, just so we're all aware. I'm also kind of uncomfortable watching something where Charles Xavier is walking. <laughs> I mean Star Trek you sit on a throne of lies <laughs> I mean going way back Xavier kind of uses the, the Pike uh, Captain Pike's chair from the original series but you know I just like that a bald man has all the knowledge and power in the show. It's it feels really good for me. Have you it is it's empowering. It, it's good to finally have some representation in a TV show. Or a white bald guy runs the show. <laughs> an Engl- a, a French guy with an English accent. Yes. Which took them 30 years to explain why he's a French guy with an English accent. <laughs> he has a vineyard. Shut up. Um, he does have a vineyard, but that has nothing to do with the reason that he is speaks with an English accent. No, I just but. I feel like he needed to have a vineyard. He does. And uh, Chateau Picard. So, Ricky, are we going to go through um, seasons, like your favorite episode of each season, or how would you like to do this? I mean, we can really do it however we want. I I didn't really have a layout as to what I was going to do. Um, We can basically skip seasons one and two. Everything? No. But seasons one and two, like, so... (laughs) (laughs) To Drew's next episode. (laughs) On to the next episode. Do you guys have any idea what you're going to be talking about next? Like I haven't even thought about our next, my next episode yet. Uh, I actually thought about it on the car ride home. I narrowed it down to three things, but I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wait till the end. No spoilers till the end. Okay, we'll talk about it at the end. Um, did we just plug our next episode and we've barely gotten through this travesty? <laughs> yes, we have barely gotten through this travesty. We have barely We're started talking about the open here. <laughs> um. So, speaking of Picard and Bald, do you guys realize that they were they wanted him to wear a toupee at at the beginning? They didn't want him to be bald. Seriously? But yeah. he's he's Patrick Stewart. He's been bald since birth. Like he literally came out and never grew hair. If you if you go online and search uh Captain Picard toupee, it is the most amazing thing that you will ever see. Um it is I laughed so hard the first time I saw it. Um because it's just something that you, you don't expect. Um but getting back to it, Season one was not a good season. Like, I didn't enjoy season one it, because <clears throat> it was being run like the old Star Trek, like the original series. And I'm not a big original series fan. Um, 
but it was following a lot of the same tropes and a lot of the same corny sci-fi things. Jason, you look like you just saw a ghost. No, I just saw Captain Picard's toupee. Holy shit. <laughs> it is a thing for sure. I can't unsee it. Like, can I, uh, Whoa. Can I have you do something, Rick? Yes. Can we pretend hypothetically like some of our listeners, perhaps some people on this podcast itself right now, don't know shit about Star Trek The Next Generation? Okay. Why don't you run through some of like the major players in the show, like the characters? And stuff? We can absolutely do that. So <clears throat> we're going to start with Gene Roddenberry's birth. God no. <laughs> um, although Majel Barrett, his wife, was one of the main side characters in TNG. So did you say that was a side piece? I mean, there there's stories. Um, <laughs> so um, wait, do you know? Do you know backstage? Dirt on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yes. <laughs> was there dirt on? The- hold on, hold on. Okay, let, let, we, we're way ahead of. Like that's the softest show ever. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, Captain right. Picard let's, doing let's... a bump off of uh, somebody's <laughs> ass. Okay, uh, so Rick, what is t- Star Trek: The Next Generation? Star Trek: The Next Generation was the next generation of Star Trek, which was. Uh, I mean, everybody knows Star Trek. It's a. It was a show that was on in the 60s and uh, was canceled after, well, it was canceled after two seasons, brought back for a third season, and then finally canceled, canceled, uh, until they decided to make the movie in 1980 uh, to combat, or to get some of the money that Star Wars was bringing in for uh, for some of their, uh, basically for being a big sci-fi um, and if you go back and watch the original series movies, just go back and watch the odd ones. The even ones are... I'm sorry. Just watch the even ones. The odd ones are pretty shitty. Oh. I was about to say, you cannot besmirch Star Trek Four. That's one of the best Star no. Trek movies. No, Voyage Home is absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, I am a big fan of Voyage Home. Um, but um, this was a reintroduction to Star Trek as a series. Um, it was... Um, Patrick Stewart actually took... The role, thinking that it would last no more than a season at most and probably be canceled mid-season. Um, and we see how that happened or what happened there. Um, Patrick Stewart plays Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the Starship Enterprise. Um, he also um, has made appearances in other series and has a Star Trek series named after him, Star Trek Picard. Uh, his first officer, who we meet at the Farpoint Station in the first episode is uh, played by Jonathan Frakes and it's William T. Riker. Woo! Um, who... W-T-R. He, uh... The cool thing about Jonathan Frakes is he, <laughs> he goes on to direct a lot of episodes. He has a ton of episodes that he directs later on. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm having to sit here and watch these people's faces. <laughs> As you talk about, uh, as I talk about it, and they don't like you can hear them giggling in the background, but you don't get to see the faces of what they're going on. <laughs> they we're want me mess, to talk. We're gonna mess with Ricky all night long. <laughs> um, the only uh, character to not make it out of the first season was uh, Denise's Cro- Denise Crosby's character, who is Tasha Yar, the security officer, um, killed by Tar. She was killed by Tar, <laughs> quite literally. Um, you have LeVar Burton, who, uh... Reading Rainbow Fame. Absolutely reading Rainbow Fame and Roots. Um, he plays, uh, Command- Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. 
Um, he actually he's one of the few people who get promotions throughout the entire series um, because he starts off as lieutenant junior grade and then becomes a lieutenant and then becomes lieutenant commander throughout the throughout the series. Um, but do they explain the application process. Uh, no, they do not. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and it's funny. They actually don't even tell you that he's been promoted outside of being promoted to um, the chief engineer after the first after the first season. Um, then you have uh, Michael Dorn, who plays Worf, um, who is the character who has appeared on more Star Trek episodes than any other character in the history of Star Trek. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Worf's a Klingon. He starts off as um, a Klingon. He does start off as a Klingon, um, but he, he kind of bounces around the uh, the bridge during the first season <laughs> and uh, goes, God damn it. Like I can't, I know what you guys are doing. <laughs> um, um, and then after the first season, when, or during the first season, when Denise Crosby is killed, he ends up becoming the chief security officer, security and tactical officer. Um, Gates McFadden, who disappears during season two because of some background things that happen. Um, plays Dr. Lee Beverly. There was some politics. Uh, she left the show because of a disagreement with uh, Gene Roddenberry's right-hand man. So, um, Jay Uso? <laughs> yes, Jay Uso. <laughs> You're confusing my passions here, Drew. <laughs> Um, Am I confusing Next Generation with the Bloodline? Yes. Um, so uh, she plays Dr. Beverly Crusher. Uh, she's the chief medical officer. She has a son on board who is in seasons one through four and then leaves uh, and makes guest appearances after that, uh, played by Will Wheaton, his, uh, which is Wesley Crusher. People found him to be overly annoying, um, and he was kind of written off the show because of that. Um, the Traveler. Yes, he, beca he becomes a Traveler. Um, which later makes an appearance in Picard season two. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, you have Marita Sirtis, who is uh, Lieutenant Commander Deanna Troy, who is the ship's counselor, and she's half Betazoid, and so she's an empath. Um, although at points they have her reading people's mind, even though she that's not what an empath does. But I don't know. Uh, and then you have... Probably my favorite character uh, in all of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is Data. Um, and uh, he is played by Brent Spiner. Um, he, uh, I mean, if you don't know, he's the android on board. Uh, the only, and well, not the only android in existence, but the only android in the Star uh, Starfleet. Um, and he's awesome uh he's a nunian what's called a, a uh what is it, a nunian android or song android soong android um because that nunian uh, nunian singh was the guy who created him uh he has a brother lore and then they find a prototype that they named b4 for reasons <laughs> um creative writing yes um i was saying before um Major Barrett is one of the reoccurring cast members who is in a lot of episodes, whether you know she's in the, uh, them or not, because she is the voice of the ship. 
Um, she is also the mother of uh, Deanna Troy, Lexana, Lexana, ah, Lexana Troy. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch of random characters. Um, Denise Crosby comes back a couple of times as other characters. Um, she comes back and plays her own daughter later on. Um, which one of the episodes I asked you guys to watch yesterday's enterprise involves them basically time changing. Uh, and, um, Denise Crosby, not dying and being put on the enterprise B. She ends up getting caught by Romulans. And so then she can play her daughter later on because they go back at the enterprise. C goes back in time. I have a quick question. Yes. Might be my lack of star Trek knowledge. that's confusing me. Um, were we supposed to watch an episode of the show Enterprise yesterday, or is that the title of the episode of the show? <laughs> the title of the episode this of the is, show. This is genuine confusion because you've said yesterday's Enterprise forty times, and I'm like, Rick, I don't not remember you texting me to say watch Enterprise. No, yesterday's tomorrow, Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise is the name of the episode. Because so we're watching Enterprise yesterday today. Yes, but Enterprise is a whole different show. Yes, that's why I was confused. Got it. Yeah, but we were supposed to watch it yesterday, before right. the, this show. Before this show. So we were supposed to watch yesterday's Enterprise today, but not Enterprise yesterday today. Correct. And Trip dies at the end. Spoiler alert. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, now, one of, I think, everybody... I think it's everybody's favorite reoccurring character um, is... Uh, well, Whoopi Goldberg is Guinan. Guinan is definitely one of them, and is has a connection to the one that I was speaking of. Uh, but John Delancey as Q is probably is one of the favorite characters. He appears in both the first and last episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, he is the first villain that the Next Gen faces. Um, he is he is one of my favorite characters. I, I, full disclosure, I I love this show. I, I watched it with my dad. It was it was fantastic. And just because I don't have a current working knowledge of this show uh, for the podcast we're talking about, doesn't mean I don't have a deep, undying love in my heart for for this uh, this one. Uh, and Q is one of my favorite characters, only because it's uh, it, it's almost like the writers went, you know what, we need something completely random here. Q, perfect. Well, and it's kind of like that uh, God from above. Um, it's not Deus Ex Machina, is it? Whatever the that tro- the the writing the uh the uh greek terminology is for the um you should know this didn't you do acting at some point in your life <laughs> i i did but i barely speak english and you're um, asking me to speak greek but basically he was a like he was a omnipotent being who would just appear and change everything and throw out all the shit and then occasionally get kicked out and have to become human and like he he was one of my he was one of the the best and I can't even really call him a villain because he's not, quote unquote, a villain for most of the episodes. Like he's a villain in a couple of the episodes. Most of the time, he's just a pain in the ass. He's more of an antagonist, like yes. not really a villain, just and, somebody who's going to come in there and stir the pot a little bit, which was one of the things I liked about him. It, it, he wasn't your true like your Moriarty to, to Sherlock Holmes, uh, who also makes appearance. Yes. Um, but it, he's they got in more of that one. Did they really? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But it, he's more just that that person who comes in just to cause a little bit of trouble. Like, not life-threatening, but just enough to be like, ha, 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 and then run away. 
like a Loki, honestly. That maybe that's probably a good uh, reference point. Yeah, he's that he's, and he's hilarious. Like they couldn't have picked somebody better to play that character than John Delancey. Like he is damn near perfect uh, to to play a, a cocky, omnipotent being. He's great for real. Yeah, um, for real. For real, real. So, uh, Ricky, uh, you said the you said that we we're supposed to write off the first two seasons, but is there anything redeemable in in the first two seasons? There anything are there there are a couple of episodes here and there. Um, the second season actually has some really good episodes. Um, I just don't. So they had a different uh, medical officer, uh, Doctor Polanski, uh, during those episodes, um, who was played by why am I completely blanking on her name? Um, Diane Mulder, uh, who mm-hmm. was actually in the original Star Trek, um, and she comes back to take the um, chief medical officer spot. Um, and I just I don't like I didn't like her interaction with the rest of the cast. Um, and apparently there was actual issues there with working together. So, um, but uh, so, so in season two. They, I think that's the episode, the season with um, where they introduce the the holodeck with uh, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty, um, where he becomes self aware. So, what was the deal with? You said there was a SPAC story where they got in trouble with it. Yeah. So they had um, the basically they wrote the episode thinking that they could use any character from Sherlock Holmes because it was in the um, not open source. Why am I completely blanking? But. Um, basically available for the general public to use. Um, but the family owned certain characters within um, the Sherlock Holmes world because they were still appearing in books and they were republishing these books every couple public of years. Public domain. Public domain. That's yeah, what I, yeah there you God, go. Those drive me crazy. I couldn't Thank remember God. it either. Um, and so they actually got in trouble for um, doing it and had to pay um, whatever amount of – or no, they – end up going to court um and they uh they end up winning because of the way it was i don't know but they there was a whole big uh shindig that's why like i think it's the first season and then they don't show up again until the sixth or seventh season um so sorry the second yeah starts in the second season then goes to the sixth or seventh season until you see those characters show up again huh and i think it's a i think in season two don't we see um the borg for the first time too i think I think there's an episode called Q Who. Yes, that's where Q literally flings the uh, Enterprise into the Delta Quadrant. Doesn't he like flick it or something? Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when the Borg find out about hu- or about the human race and and the Federation, and that's when they start making their way to the Alpha Quadrant. Um, at least that's how it starts off. There's lots of little things that change because of time travel, but um, as you do. The other one of my favorite episodes in season two is the Measure of a Man, um, which is where they have to prove Get rulers. No, uh, <laughs> they have to um, prove that Data is a sentient being, um, and so it's basically it's a court proceeding um, because there's a somebody at um, at the uh, Federation um, that wants to disassemble Data to try and build another android. Um, and basically tear him apart and there's no saying that he will 
be able to survive it. So he says, well, if that's the case, I'm going to quit Starfleet. And they're like, no, you can't quit Starfleet. And then they have a whole trial, whether he's property or um, an actual sentient being. So was it sounds like the plot of Bicentennial, man. A little it, bit. It basically is. Yeah. Um, uh, except done with well less before. Robin Williams. Very Yes, a lot less Robin Williams. Um, wasn't Riker the the prosecutor in that one? Uh, yes, because Picard is the um, defense. Huh. Um, and literally, like at one point, they turn Data off just to prove that he's not a living being, and he because he can be turned off and turned on, and not in the fun kind of way. <laughs> I mean, he can be. He can be turned on. He is trained in multiple. Um, oh, what is the? I can't even remember the line. During season one, there's an episode where he and Tasha Yar hook up because some virus that makes you go happy-go-lucky takes over the Enterprise, and everybody's getting naked and having orgies, and yeah. So this this one hooks up with a robot. Yeah, Tasha yeah. Yar hooks up with a robot. She gets one of those sexy time viruses. <laughs> But, like, there's humans on board. Why is she going for the robot? I mean, honestly, the robot probably knows more and has, has adjustability, I'm guessing. Like, I, it... I mean, oh, he... No, keep talking. I yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> You've put more thought into this than, than either of us have. So. I, 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 I was not going to say a word. <laughs> I was waiting for whatever was going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> no, no. Explain it to me. <laughs> like I'm a listener because I want to know. I'm good. I <laughs> Tasha Yar, she gets the sexy time virus and. They just end up going off and doing their thing. And it's never. It, well, I can't say it's never talked about again. But uh, I'm trying. Like he. Because she asks one, one drunken night, Picard was like, "Hey, do you remember fucking the robot?" <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't get killed by Tar. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to remember. There's a line in it that uh, that's just great. Um. But either way, I, he actually he 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 has sex. Twice in the entire, not in next gen, but as part of that cast, um, because I'm pretty sure that in first contact he ends up hooking up with the board queen. Why are these people sexually attracted to him? I mean, he looks like a human, except paler. He's I look like a human. People are sexually attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God every day for my wife. <laughs> I just imagine. Hey, look she, at me. <laughs> I imagine what she's going to say when uh, when she hears that too. <laughs> That's going to be the highlight. Um, um, holy cow! So I guess season one, you get to meet um, uh, Data's brother, Lore. So that's an interesting episode. Um, I mean, there's good episodes in there. It's just not. There are better. Uh, there are better seasons. See, season. Almost all the Star Treks, it takes almost three seasons for them to really get rolling. Aren't there only three seasons of Star Trek? Of the original series, yes. Didn't get rolling. They did no. not. I'm not, like, I'm absolutely not a fan of the original series. Like, I've watched all the episodes once, 
but I've never gone back and watched. Like, there might be an episode here or there that I liked, but I've never gone back and watched more episodes. Um, where, like, for like our generation, Star Trek, I've watched all of them multiple times. Um, all of TNG, all of uh, DS9, Voyager, um, and Enterprise. So, all right. So we get into season three, and, and things are rolling. What's your favorite episode in season three? Um, you have to wait till the end of the season. Um, I don't have to wait for shit. Um, it's actually it's so skip and go right to it. <laughs> I mean, streaming. That's why we have Netflix? <laughs> uh, um, actually, two of the episodes I asked you guys to watch yesterday's Enterprise. Not yesterday. Not watch Enterprise yesterday. Um, and Best of Both Worlds are both in season three. Best of Both Worlds is the cliffhanger at the end of season three, which is one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek, like ever. Um, it's where uh, Picard is abducted by the Borg uh, and becomes Lacutus of Borg, um, which ad- lends itself to lots of things later on in Star Trek. Is um, that the plot of Nemesis? No. Nemesis. Did he become part of the Borg in Nemesis? No. Are you sure? I am sure. You're thinking First Contact is, first the, only, contact. is the only movie with the Borg. Are you sure? Sh- what was Nemesis? What was the who was the bad guy in that one? Uh, that that was, was that was his uh, clone. Was the wasn't that Tom Hardy? It was Tom Hardy who literally quit acting because of of that movie. Um, but he had such a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait, so Star Trek First Contact is when sexy board to use, to use wrestling terms is when Picard turns heel. No, he turns heel in Best of Both Worlds. No, no, the movies. No. There's one where he goes bad for a few minutes, right? I mean, he go he doesn't go bad. He in Best of Both Worlds, he goes I not Best of Both Worlds. In First Contact, he goes like I'm going to kill all the Borg because I hate them because they ruined my life. But All right, I have to watch these movies again. Um First Contact's my favorite TNG movie, so I always like Generations, actually. Generations isn't bad. It do, it doesn't get a lot of love, but Generations was a was a decent movie. It was the that end was of the one with Shatner, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, it was the end of the Enterprise D. I'm with you though. The first Contact was fun. Yeah, like it was just a great. It was a fun Star Trek movie. Yes, it's what it's, a Star Trek movie should be. Yeah, enjoyable, thoughtful, future, past. Past, present yes. um which kind of ruined the way that they go back in the past kind of ruined because they leave uh, it's a whole time differential thing so the borg end up finding out about the human race before they find out about the human race due to q earlier on um but there's a, like season three has a lot of really good episodes and it's got uh captain's holiday where you meet um the uh Picard's love interest, Vash, for the first time. Um, and she's kind of a bad girl uh, archaeologist person. Um, and, Is that uh, a thing? Yeah. She, she takes relics and sells them. Bad and, girl and archaeology are not usually what I... Generally, no. She, <laughs> she takes you relics... Seen, uh, Indiana Jones? Um, but I'm she takes... He's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to judge him. Um, but she takes. Those, those she takes rebel archaeologists. 
She takes relics <laughs> and sells them on the black market, that kind of thing. Rebel archaeologist. Alright, so why does he look pissed off in this picture? Because that's his his uh that's Romulan his clone. clone. Okay, so was the clone was bad, right? Yes. I, keep in mind, if this movie came out in 2002, then I saw it 21 years ago, and I have the memory of a fucking 72-year-old with dementia. Yeah, Tom... <laughs> his, his, Thank you for specifying. His clone, his clone is played by Tom Hardy and is evil. And is, isn't he, like, melting, too? Like, it's, it's it, not a good yeah, clone. He's not, yeah, he's not melting, but he's basically dying quickly. Does um, Tom Hardy give anyone his permission to die during the movie? No. Actually, he might. Right. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Um, so, best of both worlds leads us into worlds. season four. Yes. <laughs> um, season four uh, starts off where we kind of get... Um, we get the aftermath, and Picard might leave the ship... Uh, and go back home, help with the um, vineyard, and so on and so forth. Um, I'm trying to think of like my f- favorite episode from that season. Um, there's a Vash episode in that one, which is a fun episode called Cupid. Uh, it's Vash and Q, and the, they basically turn the entire crew into Robin Hood. Um, and it's a oh, Robin yeah. Hood episode. I remember that episode. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I want to say that Vash ends up leaving with Q at the end of it, um, and traveling all over the world to collect, or all over the universe to collect things. Um, it's funny because I'm looking at the the episode names and. I never remember the names of the episodes, but like you literally give me 30 seconds of the clip of the first part of the, the, the thing. And I'm like, Oh, I know that one. And it flashes all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that season ends up with, um, redemption, uh, which is a two parter. Um, and redemption is the one where Spock makes an appearance, uh, as the ambassador, uh, and he is trying to reunite Romulus and Vulcan. Um, and his dad dies in the middle of the two seasons. Um, season five has one of the most geekily quoted episodes in all of Star Trek. What's that? Uh, the episode's called Darmok. And um, it they basically meet a species that only speaks in... Um, Uh, yeah, basically, um, I'm trying to, they, they don't have a language per se. They speak, um, using brief allusions to their history and mythology. Like metaphors? Like metaphors, yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason it's called Darmok is, I'm trying to find the exact quote. Uh, it's the Tamarians is the name of the episode. Um. Fucking Tamarians. Yes. Every time with these guys. Um, they do. It's a Darmok and Jalad at Tangara is the uh, the quote from it. And you'll see they've got shirts that are made with it or whatever. Because they basically bring the they kidnap Captain Picard and the two captains from the two ships go down onto the uh, surface 
to try and learn each other, like learn how to communicate with each other. Oh, hell, um, I remember that episode. Yeah. And they end up the, the captain from the other ship ends up dying uh, because they are, they're trying to rescue Picard or they're trying to rescue Picard and he gets stuck in a, um, trying to be, beam him up at the same time. The thing that they're fighting is, uh, attacking the other captain. So, um, I remember it, that it's a fun. And, and everybody, everybody's getting frustrated because they can't communicate with each other and it's, it's all over the place. Right. I remember that one. Um, that's one of my, that's a great episode. Um, trying to think that one. Oh, sorry. You know what? I'm thinking redemption. And I, I had a brain fart. Unification is the one with Spock. Redemption is the one with Worf and trying to get his, um, family name, uh, redeemed in the uh, Klingon world. So it's not just a clever title. It's not just a clever clever title. Um, um, I will say, we were talking about this earlier, this is where probably the most memorable episode for me comes in, uh, Cause and Effect, and it's where they're stuck in a time loop, and the episode, it's almost like Groundhog Day, uh, so the episode starts and they're they're playing poker and they go through the whole series and the whole day and then slowly data starts to learn like what the right way to do this would be. And that's where our good friend and, and colleague Kelsey Grammer comes in at the very end. Special guest at the end. He's the one f- piloting the ship that was stuck in a time loop for what? Hundreds of years, something like that. I don't know if it was hundreds of years. I, it was um, 90 years. Well, I'm sorry. It's fine. Almost um, a century. Almost a century. Can we um, round up? The uh, the Enterprise was stuck in the loop for 17 days. In case you're wondering. Do you know who... Funny Fun fact, do you know who directed that episode? No. Jonathan Franks. You are correct. Jonathan Franks directed that episode. Seriously? Yeah. Brandon Bragger... The, Brandon Bragger can play the trombone and is, can direct? Wow. He is, he is the worst fake trombone player I have ever seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, buddy. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> At our first meet and greet, I'm going to pull out the old fake trombone and really knock your socks off. Wait, we're doing a meet and greet? At some point, like yeah. Our 17 fans? Yeah. No, we we had like 53 Boom. downloads. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, going to expect get, 50. I didn't get the numbers. I thought we were going to do the quarterly meeting after. Uh, after oh, we can definitely uh, do the quarterly but, meeting but before afterwards. We hit, before we stopped recording. <laughs> Let's let's let all our our fans in on the uh, the inside yeah, just, scoop. Just air it all out there. <laughs> all of our dirty laundry. Um, another fun episode from there is I Borg, um, where uh, they find a basically crashed Borg ship on a planet, and they end up getting taking a Borg onto their ship, disconnecting him from um, the Borg collective, and turning him into an individual. Um, before shipping back off to the Borg, um, trying to get... Don't they make him into, like, a virus or something? That was... That's the argument during it, whether they should or not. They don't. They just make him an individual and hope that the individualism kicks in and, like, takes over the collective. Um, his name is Hugh. Yeah, that's right. Hugh. I remember that episode, too. That was good. That is a very good episode. Doesn't um, he end up affecting the Borg somehow, too? Like, they all start to become independent somehow? He does. Um, and then uh, um, Lore is the one who ends up collecting all the lost Borg 
lost individual Borgs, and they he's trying to get and basically he becomes the collective for the Borg. Um, later on in a couple in I think it's the next season. He's the new sexy Borg queen. Um. <clears throat> um. Hey, by the way, before we forget, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, don't forget to go on Amazon and purchase Strange Luck, the tale of Bill Black. Um, if you want to see a movie that I still haven't seen yet, um, you too can purchase Strange Luck, the tale of Bill Black. Uh, not yesterday. in theaters today. Yesterday, I today. It. Yeah, I <clears throat> it. Strange Luck, the tale of Bill Black yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. Not today, folks. Yesterday. So it's not yesterday's tale of Bill Black? Oh, he today. speaks of yesteryear. <laughs> Maybe um, days of yore? Absolutely. There's so much yore. In <clears throat> Folks, I mean, there's, there's, isn't that the whole point of a biography is to talk about yore? <laughs> there is so much yore in, in, <laughs> in 128 minutes. Uh, strange luck, the tale of Bill Black will change your life. Um, if you're looking for purpose, if you're looking for guidance in this strange, difficult world... Um, Now's your chance. Purchase Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black uh, on Amazon today. Free on Tubi. God damn it. Will you shut up? <laughs> or you can watch it on. It's now on uh, YouTube through Stash TV. I'm trying desperately to get you paid. I get paid no matter what. <laughs> oh, watch it on Tubi for free. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, on, or on YouTube, Stash TV, or on a one called Reveal, Reveal, Reveal. So it's on a different streaming service. I have no <laughs> fucking clue what it is. I'm sorry to these people who kindly licensed my film, and I can't even properly promote them because I can't pronounce the name of their streaming. Service. Have you gotten so, your Have you gotten your first thirty second thirty cent check yet? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am waiting desperately for that check so I can frame it and put it on my wall. <laughs> You're not even gonna cash it. You're just gonna put it right it's up. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like thirty five cents. Folks, I'm going to ask you a personal favor from from you to me. Watch this movie on every streaming service. Not just one, not just two, but every place you you can find this movie. Watch it. You don't even, let's be honest, we don't even care if you actually watch the movie. Just turn it on and walk away from the TV and then let it play so that our good friend Drew can make 35 cents. We can get a macro so you hit a button and it plays on all the services. How about that? Ooh. Like it plays them all at the same time, so the audio doesn't get messed up. It just presses play for, through all of them. I don't know if we can actually write that or not, but we can try. Please feel free to reach out to Ricky uh, on all of his social media platforms. Uh, he'll build you a macro um, so that you two can help us uh, fund our good friend and colleague Drew's um, debilitating heroin addict addiction. Who uh, we also will uh, after the show. We're going to shoot a quick scene for my new movie. Yes. We'll have to talk about that later. Yes. I'm excited about it. It'll be my first movie. Really? Trust trust me as as long as you know me, it will not be your last. Okay. And so like it, Did you do it, I thought my, you I thought you did 1st of May with us. I uh, no, I didn't do 1st of May. Oh. I I know I, I wasn't there. Um I mean, it, look, if if we did movies in high school, that that counts ish. But like I I I this is my first like feature film. And I'm excited about it, folks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really think I'm going to kill it. I, I, I think at the end of this episode, you're going to get a little sneak peek into the world of uh, Mr. Drew Barrymore. Um, 
and and he's going to really get us into the movie biz. So um, that all being said, Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black, uh, watch it uh, wherever the hell you can find it. Yes. Uh, now back to Rick. Now back so, to me. Now, Rick. What, We're so, deep into season five, right? We are I all guess. the way deep into season five. <laughs> we're going into season six because we're going to talk about Time's Arrow. How many seasons are there? There are seven seasons of every Star Trek with the exception of Enterprise during okay. our generation. So we're, 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 we're starting to come in for a landing. We are starting to come in for say. a landing. All right. Um, so you have Time's Arrow, which is the last episode that spans between five and six, where they go back in time and Data loses his head. Um, so, and you get to meet, uh, Samuel Clemens, uh, during this episode, Mark Twain, Mark Twain. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it's the first time that Picard meets, um, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, for the, uh, why am I completely blanking on her name? Guinan. Guinan for the first time. Uh, and it happens in the 1920s. Um, was Samuel Clemens actually in it? Yeah. I mean, not the actual Samuel Clemens. He was long dead by then. He's dead? He was. <laughs> Dude, that's not funny. When did he die? The guy's an American hero. Uh, I don't even <laughs> Like, a long-ass time ago? I don't know when he died. The 1800s, I'm yeah, assuming? Was, what? Uh, 1835. I, what? I think... Oh, I no, think no, no, no. 1910. The... 1910 is when he passed. Oh, away. I was going to say I thought he was in the seat next to Lincoln, but uh, I was wrong. He ah. was he was born in 1835 in Florida, Missouri. I I'm kind of upset right now. I didn't know he was dead. Like the guy who wrote Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? Yeah, didn't no. know he was dead? No, not at all. <laughs> I just I just want to see how weird this bit gets. Please keep going. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have a place to end it. I just really wanted to mess with him for a little while. You need, you need an out. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Da. <laughs> um, isn't that the? So I did like Fistful of Datas too. Isn't that the one where they're they're dressed up in Old West, but like suddenly all the bullets are real? Yeah. So they're on. Yeah. Basically, the holodeck goes apeshit, and just every character on the holodeck becomes Data. Um, because they they were using Data's mind, or basically they took his head off, plugged him into the computer, um, and were trying because they were trying to speed up calculations for something or whatever, um, and uh, and it ends up that he his conscious takes over the entire ship, and so all the characters in the holodeck are turned into Data, and yeah, it's a it's a and in the holodeck is like a spaghetti western thing going on because. Uh, Worf and Troy and Alexander, Alexander. Are, yep. are are in there. Um, by the way, Worf, by far the worst father in Star Trek history. Or at least close to the worst father in Star Trek history. How so? Um, well, he finds out he has a child, immediately wants to get rid of... Uh, gets the mother of the child killed, basically. Um, and then doesn't want to take the child, hands it off to his adopted parents so that they can take him back to Earth. His parents end up bringing the child back to him, saying, hey, he's your kid, he's your responsibility. And they're, and then he's like, oh, here, take him and go to uh, 
uh, Klingon school. And so, yeah, it's he's a horrible, horrible father. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Great officer, horrible, horrible father. Why Why is that show getting that dark? Like, oh, it gets – if you watch TNG, it gets super dark for some of the episodes. <laughs> why is it getting into deadbeat dad stuff? <laughs> um, I don't like you anymore, son. There, there's quite a few episodes that get super dark. Um, there's one um, – well, we'll get to that one in a in a minute. Another one of my favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of good episodes in um, season six. Season seven's got a ton of them too. But uh, my favorite episode is the Pegasus. Um, and it's uh, it was written by John, uh, Ronald D. Moore, who's done a ton of sci-fi all over the place. Um, and that one was actually directed by uh, Levar Burton. But uh, it's basically um, Star Trek or Star Trek Starfleet was testing out a cloaking device. They're not supposed to have cloaking devices. Um, and uh, this was years ago when um, Riker was an ensign ends up the uh, they find the ship trapped in an asteroid because the way that the cloaking device worked, it actually shift it phase shifted so it could actually go through things. That's um, right. Instead of just mirroring it. Um, and so their whole deal, like his old captain comes on, who's an admiral, and they have to try and get the cloaking device out of it. Um, and this is going to be total nerddom. The reason that I liked it so much um, was the USS Pegasus. There were two um, ships that had that cloaking device. One was the Pegasus and one was the USS Merrimack. And when I was growing up, our ship, quote unquote ship, um, which is what they call the Star Trek fan club things was the USS Merrimack. So I had a, like not a personal connection, but a connection there. Um, but the episode's really good too. It uh, wasn't the, the, uh, original captain like Terry O'Quinn or something. It might've been, uh, of lost fame. I think you are right. Yep. Terry O'Quinn as Air Admiral Eric Preston or Pressman. Um, and it's basically going, you know, the whole idea is Riker is put between a rock and a hard place. You know, his loyalties to Picard and his loyalties to his ex-captain and um, ends up turning on his ex-captain, now Admiral, because he. Uh, basically, the reason that the whole thing went bad was the crew mutinied on the captain and. He, the reason that Riker survived was he sided with the captain. And so the captain thought he would still side with him. Um, uh. Yeah, it's a whole. Um, and basically through that the whole time, it's a Romulan warbird and a and uh, and the Enterprise looking for the ship in this giant asteroid belt and trying oh. to find out where it is. It's a good episode. I really like it. Um. So I have a question for you. I, I was cruising through and. In, in I did a little bit of research, um, but one of the episode titles in season seven is Lower Decks. Uh-huh. Is that what, because it's about junior officers. Is that what Lower Decks is based on? Like, it's just it, it a was, random episode? Yeah, kind of. I huh. mean, it, so it's not based on that episode, but it, that's where they got the idea of using the Lower Deck characters. Uh, none of the Lower Deck character, none of the characters from the Lower Decks episode appear in Lower Decks that I'm aware of. Whoa! 
Where did Oliver come from? <laughs> that is not Oliver. This is Toby. Wait, what the hell? Yes. This Just is... so everybody knows, there's what? a dog guest starring today. Why? I, I'm sorry, but pause for a minute. Where the hell did this dog come from? Uh, we got him a couple weeks ago. All right, Oliver is still around. Oliver is still around. Okay, all right. Don't it? Don't he's don't. around here somewhere? All right, but... you're gonna. You cannot break that to me on air. <laughs> when the day comes right? I, it's going to be a tough one you know, sure. I, am, I am attached to that dog even though I haven't seen him in three years yes <laughs> we're going to have a very special episode oh we will have an we will have an Oliver episode if anything happens that is my buddy He, I, I have called him my ride or die on multiple occasions <laughs> um, but yeah no this is Toby he's a very he's kind of a smaller version of Oliver Um, but yeah so uh, what were we saying before I was rudely interrupted by the <laughs> lower dog? decks? Oh yeah, so um, but they got the idea of using the lower decks style characters for the TV series. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched Lower Decks, it is freaking hilarious. It really I have is. Not. Um, if you enjoyed TNG, like that style, but enjoy, it's done by the Rick and Morty guys. But it's not Rick and Morty by any means. Okay. Um, but it's absolutely freaking hilarious. Like, it is amazing. And they just did a crossover episode with Strange New Worlds, which was fabulous. Um, they actually got the characters who play the character, because uh, Lord X is an animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually got the people who play the char- the two characters that did the crossover um, to play their characters on Strange New Worlds. And it oh, was that's cool. Fabulous. That's fun. Um, because they look a lot like their characters and act like their characters, so it was pretty easy transition. Um, but yeah, it, it's if you watch... And Stranger Worlds is... Or not Stranger Worlds. Stranger Worlds is great, too. But um, Lower Decks is totally like... Star Trek fanboy. Like, everybody who writes on that show must just be huge Star Trek fans because there are references to everything in every episode um yeah it's it's really good uh so yeah and we end up with uh all good things which was another episode i told you guys to watch what a i so all good things i have seared in my memory because it is one of the episodes i watched multiple times Uh uh-huh because I remember it being a huge event and then replaying it over and over and over again on TV. Yep. Um, it's such a really good... I mean, it's just... It's one long episode, basically. It's almost two hours, but it's just such a... It's a good conclusion to a great story. Yes. I, and it's fun because it goes back and forth and back... Like, it, it, it goes between three time periods, and Picard's the only one who knows that he's going between those periods. Right. So... And then when all three ships meet at the same time, I love that scene. It's super iconic. It's it was a it was a really strong ending yes. to a a great series to an Enterprise D that we shall never see. Some bitch. It's um, okay, but yeah, that I mean, I could nerd out like I could pick any one of these episodes and probably talk for an hour on the episode. It's hard to like break down all of the the things that TNG and part of the I think part of my connection to TNG is. Same with you, Jason. I remember sitting there and watching it with my dad. Like we would, it was one of those ones where we would just go and we would watch it. 
Um, and then I got to meet some of the people that were on the series. Um, I met a lot more of the Voyager and DS9 folks. Um, but over the years, I got to meet quite a few of the people um, that starred on TNG. Um, so it's it's a got a special place for me. I I mean I I think for me it's uh, it me my mom and my dad I all watched it and um it was one of those things that made me feel okay to be a nerd if that makes sense like so many people I knew who you wouldn't classify as a nerd still watch Next Generation that it felt okay like you could have a conversation with somebody who was a jock or, or was into music or something like that. And everybody was watching that show and it was, it was fun. It felt, it felt good to enjoy that and not be uh, concerned about it. So, so I, as the, as the jock was dunking your head in the toilet, you guys could have a conversation about next generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and like there were certain things that um, Gene Roddenberry was pushing for that never got to happen in Star Trek. Like, there was a big hoopla because the first interracial kiss happened. Uh, the first interracial kiss on TV happened on Star Trek, the original yeah, series. Um, and they uh, Roddenberry really he like he had to rewrite the first like 10 or 15 episodes because he included a gay couple in the uh, first season. Um, really? And but the stand, uh, CBS, standards and practices or their legal team cat said hey you probably shouldn't do this um so there was supposed to be a gay couple um at one point they said laforge was going to be gay um yeah um but so the other thing that's kind of funny is there's a group of so people who love star trek refer to everybody refers to people who love star trek as trekkies um but people within the star trek community um, refer to people who started with next gen as trekkers for one reason or another. I don't know the whole idea, but the whole thing behind it. Um, but Denise Crosby actually did a um, documentary. Actually, she did two of them, but did a documentary on the Star Trek fans. And uh, it's real. It's called Trekkies. And it's actually really like she goes to conventions and interviews people. Um, and at one point here in lovely Orlando, there was actually a Star Trek dentist office. Uh, the guy the did the hell? whole thing like next gen. And like you walked in and like he would wear Star Trek uniforms, like the medical blue uniform <laughs> and everything. Um, and that makes an appearance in the first Trekkies. Um, I think I'm in the background of it somewhere um, because she did it at one of the conventions that I went to. Not Can I just say that the brief moment where you were discussing the difference between Trekkies and Trekkers and refer to something as within the Star Trek community is the nerdiest thing that will ever be said on this <laughs> As much as I would like to like, believe that, I'm sure I will say something nerdier. <laughs> within I, the community. I hope not. Yeah. We're all support each other. Like everybody's attacking people who like Star Trek. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. There's there's war in the streets over over Trek. <laughs> Original series, next generation, <laughs> Deep Come Space on, Nine, motherfucker. <laughs> We're all part of the community, man. Well, it's so it's funny. Like Deep Space, I'll talk about Deep Space Nine at some point. Like way on. I, I'm gonna lay off the Star Trek for the next 
the next one that I'm going to be doing. But cough, uh, cough thank God, cough. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, I, I won't be doing my homework for that one either. Just buckle up. <laughs> but like I'm telling you right now, <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't like Deep Space Nine, and now it's one of it's probably my favorite or one of my, my favorite Star Trek series. Like Captain Cisco is my favorite captain. Captain Picard is my captain. Like, if somebody were to ask me, like, who's your Star Trek captain? It would be Picard. But And we top the community thing. <laughs> <laughs> that took no time at all. None at all. So, um, but moving on, is there anything else you guys want to discuss or want to know or whatever that I can try to? Can I just tell you what my main takeaways from your presentation were absolutely star trek is full of robot fucking deadbeat dads there are a few of those uh prosecuting against your own shipmate which is a douche move why the fuck was Riker doing that uh because he had to i guess i did have a question i ain't no snitch um I, honestly it kind of feels like it, it's a reflection of modern society I mean, really think about it. How many prosecutions do we hear about in the news right now where everybody is flipping on on uh, everybody else? And, I mean, robot intercourse is a thing. What happens when they both show up to work the next day? They got to be cool and run this fucking ship together. And you know that. I mean, he's a robot, but he's looking at this motherfucker like, bitch, you were fucking trying to put me away if you made get me decommissioned or whatever the freaking hell they were trying to you know do. he didn't forget about it right i mean he's literally oh, a computer he's a right he can't forget about it like, and uh, apparently a sex machine from what rick was describing <laughs> he is a sex machine so maybe that's why Riker was trying to prosecute him he's like no way and we got to get rid of this guy data's running around slaying it i can't let that happen <laughs> andy has a cat i can't compete with that spot <laughs> i didn't even get to talk about spot actually so we'll go back. Um, this is a personal story, I guess. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> um, you you be very careful, Ricky. No, very I careful. My camera off, so I no. can't see my reaction. <laughs> no, this is this is kind of this is a sad thing. Um, oh yeah, great. Let's bum everybody out before they leave. <laughs> Absolutely, I will do it. We're gonna jack those numbers up. Um, Hold on, let me get my game face on. Sorry. I'm trying to remember the name of the episode. I'm completely... Uh, oh, so the episode is called Genesis. Um, but going back, um, so I went to my grandfather... I was in fourth grade. Uh, so what, this was 1989? Something like that? Is that right? Something like that. I know, I know how 89, old I was 90. in 1989. I mean, <laughs> I can do math. Um, I, I can tell you when the episode came out, so we can, or what season it was part of, at least. I don't know. This is. Oh a no! It had to have been podcast. later. Than, it was. It had to have been late. So it was season seven that it came out. Um, but so I was go. I went to the funeral and, um, 
I and that I didn't I I didn't open up at the funeral and I, I came home later and I couldn't sleep. So I turned on Star Trek um, and the episode Genesis was on. Um, it's a season seven episode. So it was a little later. Um, it aired in 1994. Maybe it wasn't my grandfather's funeral then. Because that would have been. Oh, uh, it was something that was that had affected me deeply and I couldn't sleep. Um, but it's the episode where the crew de-evolves. Um, and the reason mm. that the reason that the spot thing made me think of it. Um, but for whatever reason, that episode, like, I, I think it's probably just because it was the cast and everything else, like, consoled me and I was able to sleep later that night. Um, but they, uh, that whole episode, they de-evolve and, um, Barkley, who's one of my favorite secondary characters to appear in Star Trek, uh, who was played by Face from A-Team. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he, um, they, uh, he becomes a spider. He de-evolves into a spider. And the reason Spot's important is Spot has, is pregnant and has babies. Um, and the babies are born as cats, even though Spot is a lizard by the, because they, Spot had devolved into like an iguana, um, or an iguana style creature. Uh, but she, when the babies are born, they're born as um, cats, and they figure out. Uh, Data figures out that he can use the embryo, whatever, that to cure the rest of the crew. Because um, obviously, Data can't de-evolve. He becomes like a resistor. Packard Bell three eighty six. <laughs> Apple two, <laughs> struggling, <laughs> struggling to play Doom. <laughs> Ti eighty three. <laughs> when did when did this show start? Eighty uh, nine. I. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Holy Jesus! So it's not even that far removed from the A team. No. That's weird to think about. Like when you think about shows that aired around the same time, but they're like one's like way older than the other. It's true. When I think of Next Generation, I don't think of '87. I think of it as like a 1992 show. Like because I I don't know why that seems weird, but like I feel like I was 12 watching it, but really I guess I was seven. You know, but like for for two seasons, I think Seinfeld and Growing Pains crossed over. Like, would you think of those shows airing at the same time? Seriously. Yeah, I think uh, Growing Pains ended in 92. Seinfeld started in 89. Holy crap. No, that's not something I ever would have thought of. Um, Thanks. Now I feel old and confused. I appreciate you, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have dementia? AARP is for you. (laughs) Do you have dementia? AARP is for you. So, do you know what year... Uh, or what season was the highest rated or highest no, yeah highest rating or number of views for Star Trek I mean and we're talking Star Trek Next Gen DS9 Voyager all of them I, I can guess five. with the best of them but I don't know you're right season 5 <laughs> I can't had, guess with the best of them they had 11 <laughs> they had, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Drew <laughs> uh, they had 11 and a half million views uh, viewers during season 5 I'm assuming that's good. Yeah, their average rating. So it's a lot of people that watched it. I mean, it was a good damn show. I, and I think it still holds up. I I did watch a couple of episodes, none of which you would recommend it. Um, but I, I watched them anyway. And it still hold <laughs> up. Like, there's, yeah, no. I, I, I specifically ignored your homework. Um, on purpose. You on told purpose. me this. 
Yeah, that's how I started the episode. Uh, but that it still is good. I'd be curious to hear what other people think, what their reactions to it are. I will like almost. That's what like I watch it almost every night. Like it's my go to sleep show. Like I'll turn it on because I know all the episodes, so I can just have it on mm. as background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, whether I mean I I loop through TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Um. And uh, it's like all of it still, for the most part, holds up because a lot of it was pushing. It was groundbreaking back then. So now, like now, it's just normal TV (laughs) kind of thing Um, because they did have the first female on female kisses and blah, blah, blah. So. Well, it's funny to look at that now. about how shows like this influenced everything else. So you talked about the original series. It was so influential that if you do go back to it now, you go, oh, I've seen that a hundred times. You have, but that was the first time you saw it. Here's a fun one that I didn't realize. So the last episode that we just talked about placed second for its week. It placed number two for that week. Do you know what shows it was between? What year? Uh, this would have been 1994. Spring of 94. CBS? Uh, no, like in, in the ratings. Not in not oh. between the... 94. I'm going to guess Friends? Nope. No, that was season one. Oh. ER? Nope. L.A. Law? I don't know. We've talked about one of these currently, but... Step by step? Frazier. It was between Home Improvement and Seinfeld. So Home Holy Improvement crap. was the number one rated show, and Seinfeld was the number three show. God, we lived in a magical time where you had Home Improvement, Star Trek The Next Generation, and Seinfeld on. Yes. And TGIF would have been on around that time, too, still. Oh, my God. I forgot uh, TG, about TGIF. TGIF was going from, like, 1990 to 2000. Well, I know. But the, they, they had switched out a couple shows over the years in TGIF. Um, so, yeah. That's all I have to say about Star Trek Next Generation. I mean, not all that I have to say, but it's all I'm going to say today. <laughs> Now I've prepared an hour-long presentation about Star Trek The Next Generation. I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours. Let's go. (laughs) No, other than, like I said, my only memories really that I liked all the movies. I've seen every one of the Star Trek The Next Generation movies and enjoyed them. Um, Really, my knowledge of Star Trek The Next Generation is playing cards with my grandma during the summer and watching it while... (laughs) Play. I, I I know most of the characters. Um, like I, I know about stuff like the holodeck and I even knew who Q was. Um, but I couldn't you could tell me about an episode and I would not remember one fucking thing about it. I mean, everybody everybody has those shows or those movies that you watch over and over again and everybody's is different. So Except the Borg. Except for the Borg. They all fall in line. 
mine's a little different. Mine's Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black, which is available <laughs> on multiple streaming services. <clears throat> That's awesome. Um, so Imagine you... the plugs when the next one comes out that he's in. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you better bet you know what my, my first episode's going to be. Welcome to the one-hour episode of my five-minute portion of this movie. <laughs> We're going to be playing you clips from my five-minute <laughs> portion. I'll be doing a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> what was my mindset during the scene? Well, I got to tell you, it was tough to get into character. <laughs> this one we can talk about standing in an old bookstore recording VO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, the smell of an old bookstore is something special, though. Had you I mean, never been yeah. into his store before? No, that was the first time I'd ever been in there. Oh. The hell store are you guys talking about? Cliff's Books in Deland? Oh, is that place that place where it's like super crowded and the guy's name is Cliff? Yes. And there's books. <laughs> and there's books. There's, there's lots of books and comics. In Deland. In Deland. Don't forget about the land. I can't go into a, a, a older bookstore, a used bookstore especially, without buying something. I always have to I feel like I have to support, so I try to look for something. For instance, I try to look for a physical copy of Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. Well, in Cliff's books, you can find a signed poster of Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. Are you shitting me? Signed by everyone, all five people that worked on it. My, my signature is on it. His signature is on it. I'm going to buy that fucking poster. <laughs> if you go, oh my god, that would make my day if you went in there and just made him an offer. Huh? I will give you ten dollars. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> it's the most expensive thing in the in the entire store. No, I spent uh, I think it was five bucks on a set of D and D dice um, in there the other day. So nice. Did. In where? In close books. Oh, you actually have been in there. Oh yeah, multiple times. Like across the oh, okay. street, there's a record store too, and yeah, Groovy and, Records. Yeah, and uh, Jen goes there all the time, and like she spent a lot of time in there the other day. And, and more so than five dollars? <laughs> significantly more than five dollars. <laughs> no, we were we we were hanging out in there with uh, the, that group and the uh, gigantic German Shepherd that lives in there too. Downtown Deland's like its own little story. Um, it's it's really changed in the last few years, but it's it's an interesting little place. Well, if you go into Cliffs, you can tell him you know Drew, and he will not give you a discount. But you know, but you know, we both know the same person, so yeah, that's cool. All right, game on. I'm by that fucking poster. So, do you guys want to talk about what your thoughts are on upcoming episodes? I don't actually know mine since I just finished mine today. So, I guess mine, I'm up next. Yeah, you would be. So, if you did, if you think you didn't want to do homework for his... Um, no, I'm going to do homework for yours. Alright, awesome. Because I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm going to have a, 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 a few minor, minor rules for this. Rules. Uh, I, I will be diving into the filmography of Mr. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, I love you, Drew. 
I want to stay away from Face Off, The Rock, and Gone in 60 Seconds. Because those are his big movies that everyone's seen. I want to dive in. The unbearable weight of extraordinary talent? Yes, the insanity that is Nicolas Cage. Like, any of his direct-to-video movies that are on streaming, watch watch one. If you get a chance, watch a movie from, like, 1990 or so called Deadfall. He is at his manic, absolute batshit craziness in that movie. So funny enough, Nick Cage is a huge Star Trek fan, like to the point where he turned down Star Wars. Is he part of the community, Ricky? He is part of the community. <laughs> is he a Trekker or a Trekster or a Trekkie? I don't know. I'm we'll going to guess. I, okay, I <laughs> will go ahead and ask up. him. Do you know him? I mean, you know everybody else, so. <laughs> I do not. I have never. Met I met Amanda. somebody today who's just like you. She was like, <laughs> I and I, re- I I made reference to you. She she was like she was like I know him. I I said so I, I, we were talking about comedians and she goes I really don't know any comedians and then she immediately started to blast us in the face with all the comedians she actually hangs out with. And I was like, I just wanted to talk about I like uh, Lewis Black and <laughs> I got schooled and she goes. Well, I grew up in North Carolina, and I went to school with the Dixie Chicks, and I did this, and I did that. I'm like, what? Where do you? How? I don't understand you people. I don't know anybody. Rick Rick never knows the actual person. He knows a person that is connected to the person. I don't know that. I know, like, six people, and all of them are you. (laughs) (laughs) My problem is Nicolas Cage is, like, yoga instructor. Most of the people I know listen to this podcast. And, and I love y'all, but you don't know anybody either. <laughs> my like my <laughs> my thing is I'm I will literally go up and talk to anybody, so I get to know a lot of people. <laughs> I annoyed Lavar Burton to te- to till he finally gave me his home phone number. I would love to meet Le- like there are so I've met so few of the original cast or of the TNG cast that like yeah I would love to meet Lavar Burton. He does Megacon. I don't know how come you've never gone to. I because I don't like the way that those conventions are run. Like I like the old school ones where they would get up and speak and like do big things, mm. not just a meet and greet. And I don't. They know. do panels. They do panels, but the panels, the way that like it used to be individual. It wasn't even panels. Like it was it used to be individuals when we used to go to the conventions. So like everybody, everybody who showed like the it was only like three or four stars, and they would show up and they would do each do like an hour, forty five minutes on stage, and then like it's an interview type well, thing. And then Lavar Burton doesn't have time for that shit. I understand right? this. He's going to whip through some pictures and some autographs, do a 45-minute panel with Brent Splicer or whatever that fucking guy's <laughs> name is. Spiner? Yeah, that guy. I By like the way, way he said it better. Did you, I mean, did you finish the book? I did not. <laughs> so none asshole. of us did our homework. No, none of us did. <laughs> none of us so, did our homework. But you're a Night Court fan, right? You used to like the yeah. You, yeah. yeah, of course. So Brent Spiner was like a big part, or not a big part, but he was a big secondary character in Night Court. How was he? He was the Polish guy or the Czech the Czech guy. Uh, what was his name? Yakov Smirnov. No, I don't remember that at all. Um, he was. Let's see. Working on the night court, trying to find out. He was who in season. Spiner was working on the night court. He was on seasons three and four. Um, 
He played Bob Wheeler. Yeah, no. Yeah. But he was in like six or seven episodes. Fun fact. Uh, that is a fun fact. Um, for my episode, I don't have anything because I think the bar was just raised with this Nick Cage thing. Like, I am, I'm doing that, that uh, homework. Drew is a massive Nick Cage fan, so I'm I'm excited to to see where this goes. Should we? I think did, you Drew, is, did Drew got muted? Did you mute yourself, Drew? Because I can't hear you anymore. Yeah, no. That's a shame. That handsome face and no words <laughs> coming out of it. Yeah, I know, right? I'll, oh, there I'll it is. I can hear there you. There it oh, is. There we go. All right, cool. Oh, uh, what I was what I was uh, interjecting with what you were mouthing was, <laughs> yeah, was I have a I have a Nick Cage as Superman T-shirt that I wear to every convention I go to, and it is more popular than half of the cosplayers at any of these conventions. I'm sure. Um, so much so that when I went to the Tampa Con about two weeks ago, I did a meet and greet with Pauly Shore because you know why not. Holly Shore whipped out his phone and started filming my shirt and was talking to me about it. He had nothing better to do than film you? No. I mean, what's he Polly doing Shore. these days? Like, just He's the fucking weasel. I mean, well, he is the weasel. <laughs> does, he still, does he still own yeah, the yeah. comedy club? <laughs> Did... Didn't he own a comedy club or his family owned a po- the comedy club yeah, in, his, in L.A.? Uh, Mitzi Shore was his mom who owned the comedy store. Comedy store. That's what it was. I don't know who owns it now. I can't imagine that man is responsible enough. I mean, just based on his care, he might be a very like financially responsible guy. But I, I'm sorry, a guy who like spent 90% of the 90s going, hey, buddy, fucking and says shit like wheezing the juice, even though at 44, I still say that fucking phrase, but... I, lo- I love this podcast. <laughs> uh, it is owned by his brother, it seems, Peter H. Shore. That's the boring one. I guarantee it. He's like the drip of the family. His name is Peter. Of course he is. No offense to all those Peters out there, but you know who you are. Yeah, they're all like at dinner fucking making weasel noises and shit. And he's just like, guys, can we just get to the dinner? Unless your last name is Pan. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sure, Peter Shore. Um, I I I don't have an answer for my podcast yet. I I thought I was gonna have something, but that that Nick Cage one hit me hard. So I got to come up with something cool. <laughs> I got to figure out what my next one's gonna be because it's not gonna be sci-fi related. Because I could talk sci-fi stuff all day, every day. I could talk about computers. You thought you were getting a blank fucking stare from me. Oh, I know. Through most of this episode. We're gonna we're gonna explore object oriented programming, folks. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna talk about Python. And Drew and I are like, we love snakes. (laughs) Rust. Apparently I'm going to have to go to the local community college and take a class for Rick's next episode. (laughs) No, that is not going to be my next episode. I might talk cars. We'll see. I don't know. We'll figure it out. The vehicle or the movie? Both. Okay, because I can't talk about either. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, you guys want to get out of here? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, unless you had something else to say. Did you guys have something else to say? Not particularly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't go over. We didn't have our monthly meeting yet. Oh, are we doing it at the end of the show? We're actually recording it. Yeah. Okay, let's do this then. We're full transparency here. Got it. Dirt it all before, uh, which I've is got, the name of the podcast. I got to pull up our <laughs> numbers. did not slip my mind while I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about dementia, AARP. <laughs> As Drew chugs water. Um, <sighs> so what would you like to know? what's uh what's Wait. it's still what's the highest grossing episode by uh, numbers highest grossing i think it's zero <laughs> I, I think topping off the charts is last episode was zero dollars and zero cents uh, this one, we're we're gonna end up going like financially under for this episode probably yeah. episode we're gonna two owe people money episode two is still our highest listened episode what yeah. The well, album like made us. What's it at? Uh, Fifty-three downloads. I think it also like Rick. Rick named it pretty well. Uh, I noticed when we were looking at the last episode, he literally just called it graphic novels. No, graphic yeah, novels like, are everywhere. Like there was there was no burying of the lead in that one. It was just like <laughs> graphic novels. He's like, I hate this one. Graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our first one, one our first episode only did thirty, and then thirty-five for the graphic novels, and fifty-three for the music yeah are you gonna title this this one robot sex and no i think i'm just gonna figure I, it out i think i'm just gonna go straight off with the next generation can you give it a little pizzazz like no i could i could label it robot sex robot sex you just call it oh captain my captain no star trek deep dive i mean that's you could do that but that's like borged it all before Forked it all before. That's it. There's your title. <laughs> There's your title right there. Borg it all before. We could just, what if we just name it Q? No. Uh, <laughs> right up there with graphic novels. Some some randos out there like, I want to listen to a Star Trek podcast. But you're not going to search I'm, for Q. I'm going to come you up might. with a great title for the Nicolas Cage one. That is not going to be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> well, the name of the first Star Trek episode was The Cage. Not Cage Match. Ah! Oh, God. that's good. <laughs> Nicholas Cage Match. Because I don't Nicholas think Cage we're talking match. about MMA, MMA shit. That's the way to go. Nicholas Cage Match. There we go. So, so we came up with a title for the next episode, but we still don't have one for this one. Star Trek. Star I still like Borg It All Before. Borg It All Before is not bad. You could do Star Trek. Borg it all before. Borg it all before. I mean, that's pretty good. I like that. Graphic novels. Star Trek, robot sex. Graphic novels. You'll probably yeah. be bored. <laughs> Come, listen to us talk about graphic <laughs> novels and nothing more than graphic novels. Are you sleepy? Graphic hey? novels is for you. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were asking me if I was sleepy. <laughs> and I was going to be like, yes, yes, I am. Um, so we have 118 total downloads, all time, and more than half of those came from a single episode. Yes, yours. Title like a... the music that made us. 
How many downloads did we have for the last episode? Uh, 35. God, you smoked me. So in case you're wondering, we have 113 downloads in the United States and two of them in Germany. What? Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Hello uh, to our German our German listening audience. You know what? Maybe nah. I'm maybe I'm <laughs> gonna do a David Hasselhoff episode. Because Germans love David Hasselhoff, as we know. They do. Don't hassle the Hoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. Um Can we talk about him eating fucking In N Out burger on his fucking bathroom floor? Yes. That's how we're gonna lead. Seven seventy <laughs> That's gonna be the title. <laughs> almost seventy four percent of our uh, listens came through Apple Podcast. Really? Yes. One of those was mine. <clears throat> I love yes. iTunes. S- Steve Jobs is my hero. Apple. I'm recording this on a Mac because it's amazing. You're not recording it. Uh, okay. I'm broadcasting it on a Mac? Yes, you can be broadcasting it on a Mac. Whew, thank broadcasting God. live from an undisclosed location? Yes. His guest room. Yes. My guest room in Oviedo. You're welcome, folks. That is my secret layer. Hold on. So you live outside of Volusia County, right? I do. Yeah, I escaped. Okay. So you voluntarily came back to go to Cliff's Books? Yeah. Yeah, the lane's not bad. Do you get, like, the meth chills as soon as you cross into Volusia County? There was a guy who smelled like piss there, so it felt like home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll go to shows at Da Vinci's and stuff. I just figure, like, once you escape, you just, like, never fucking look back, ever. No, it's a great reminder of where you came from and where you, you never left. want to go again. <laughs> There's good stuff in Volusia County. Not as much as there used to be, but there is. Yeah, not nearly. But all right, well, we know what our next episode yeah. is. Volusia Nick County. Cage. Oh yeah, Nick Cage. Nick Cage match in Volusia County. In Volusia County, at Cliff's Books in Deland, Florida. Can we have one bit of homework that's everybody has to work on their Nick Cage impersonation? Oh God. Could you do I that? I don't know if I do one. You better figure it out. I'll just yell I'm Caster Troy a bunch of times. <laughs> you can't. Even though we're... We're not talking about that movie. Damn it. He doesn't have any, like... I want to take my face off. Let's take his face off. Face off. <laughs> Eyes, nose, mouth. They're coming off. Coming off. He's going to take his face off. But we're not allowed to talk about the movie, so... Yeah, correct. Rick is just sitting there like we were when he was talking about Star Trek. Yep. He's begging, like, begging for the end. To be he's there. like, I already hate this episode. No, I love <laughs> the cage. We're, he's, we're... he's like, he's like death or just not pushing record, whichever. I'm fine with it. <laughs> just make it end. No, I, I actually really like Nick Cage. So it will we're not be a hard. Out. It will not. I mean, I obviously not of the level of Drew's love for Nick Cage, but. I have some love in my heart for Nick Cage. Just FYI, like that's a guy who's very entertaining. He just uh, he just goes for it. 
he built a career out of being Nick Cage. Like, there's no nuance. He has no real iconic character. He is mostly famous for being, being Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah. Dude, that's a baller move. I, I I do not make Nick Cage money being Jason. I can tell you that for <laughs> sure. Rick is just begging for us to say <laughs> he, 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 I, I'm just thinking about what movie I'm going to uh, to talk about. Leaving Las so, Vegas. No, I, I'm have pretty... Have you seen Mandy? I'm sure I have. No. Not... Willy's Willy's Wonderland? I haven't seen any of his new stuff. Like, oh. Although the last one, the vampire one, looks really interesting. It's exactly that. It's interesting. It's a Nick Cage movie, of course. Like, I just haven't been in that mode. But yeah, if you get a chance to watch Willy's Wonderland or Mandy, it's like pretty much... It downfall or... Yeah, I think it's called Downfall. Where he's really off his fucking rocker in that one. That one also. Oh, that's the one. That's the one where Nick Cage acts all crazy. Got it. Thank you. That is, to me, that is like he 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 hit his like peak there, and everything he's been doing since is just par for the course. I think I'm gonna go back and watch Red Rock West just because I love that movie. God, the man has an unlimited filmography, though. Bringing Out the Dead, that's another one that's really good. Oh, that's right. Shit, he was Ghost Rider. I was going to say Ghost Rider was the what I had on. Ah, I'm doing that one. Oh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, too. That was terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so after, after Nick Cage, we can do Bruce Willis, right? <laughs> uh, can I do The Knowing? Oh. That is my least favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, of course, because he it, it's like he's uh, on Xanax the entire movie. <laughs> it is absolutely terrible. I, I, you know what? Lord of War is a legitimately good movie that I don't yes. think he gets enough credit for. Yep. Yes, that he is had good. Two that year, he did the Weatherman. The Weatherman too yeah, was Weatherman was really good. That movie. Weatherman Family was good Man too. is Family Man is my favorite Nicolas Cage movie of all time. You know, I think Nicolas Cage might be very surprised about our thoughts about Nicolas Cage. Maybe Nicolas Cage should listen to our episode about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I'm I, sure he will. Nick, can you let uh, Rick? Can you let him know that uh, that we're going to be watching? Because I'll reach sure. out. I'll, I'll reach out to a person who knows a person that might know a person who can. Thank you. I appreciate that. Send it. Send it down the line. Also, send him a copy of Strange Luck: The Tale of Bill Black. <laughs> and He's on that. Book, and on that note. I am going to go ahead and stop recording. <laughs> go download the, Bill Black. That's the first time anybody else has plugged your movie other than me. <laughs> and it's your movie. I still haven't seen it. 